Sound-wise. I mean, yeah. Well, I'll do content-wise. Yeah. Content-wise? What? Why did you do that? He's in my way. He's threw a pe- diet peach and apple! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Three-Way Theater. Hey, guys. I'm Mike Pava. I'm Umber Jake. And I'm JC. All right. And, and we, we're uh, here to talk to you about pro wrestling. Movies. And pro wrestling movies and TV shows. Oh! Welcome oh. to TGITWT! Yes. Uh, what an I, exciting night, isn't it? I've been super excited to get to this episode. I like I'm looking forward to this and then uh TWT Snick. (laughs) 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 Oh can't wait. Well I mean doing TWT uh, wait T T-G-I-T-W-T. You came up with it. I know I did but I'm your whole thing. I'm a little tired and hungover. Um, we're sorry about that. Yeah. You'll find about you'll find out about that in the future. Yeah. Not, like, you'll find out. Don't weird. you worry. 
So I find myself when we do these special TV episodes mm-hmm. to be very excited about the TV episodes. Now, is that because you're very nostalgic for like this because you watch these no, as a kid? Oh. A, a lot of them I didn't see. Oh. A lot of them were the first time that I've seen them. I've seen them all. So for me, it's seeing the way that wrestling is portrayed on TV mm-hmm. compared to movies. So um, they're so different. So everyone, should we go over what we went like? We watched. Well, fuck well, what well, I was. Well, I mean, well, yeah. Well, hold on. Hold well, on a second, the, the, the point I was trying to make from from what Mikey was oh, saying. Oh well, about. I mean, I was going to say from the last time we did TV was the animation animation episodes. domination, and that one. I mean, that was just crazy with the different concepts of pro wrestling. And I mean, before that, our first TV special was Glow. And no, that was uh, Mama's Family and Laverne and Shirley was our first television episode. Right, but I'm, I was going back. I was get. I was. I was getting there. Keep going. No, it's fine. You said, you said Glow was our first TV. Well, show. I mean, uh, all right, whatever. It, it, the point is, you're, Mikey's absolutely right. Is that each one of the different right. things that we've watched have its own distinct idea of what pro wrestling is? And um, considering these are all TGIF series, well, except for one, technically. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think they all have a lot of commonalities to them. Yeah, they were all um, the old, they were the stereotypical sitcoms. Yeah, I mean, this definitely, I think, okay, going back to the Mama's Family, I think is most closely linked for how it's portrayed. Uh, you don't know the half of it, how closely <laughs> Mama's Family is linked to this, actually. Oh, oh, God. Did you start writing notes about this? Maybe. Well, yes, yeah, so we reviewed, we did four episodes what we watched was uh, Family Matters, mm-hmm. Step by Step, Yep, Boy Meets World, Yep, and Fuller House. Did you guys know Fuller House? That's like your last name now. What the fuck is that? Yeah, I, oh, that's so dumb. Listen, full know. disclosure, I watched the entire first season of Fuller House when it came out. Were you, and were you disappointed? Um, I mean, I had no expectations, so I don't think I could be disappointed by something that I wasn't like really looking forward to. Netflix is kind of just like background noise to me, so I'm like, oh, I'll just have something to play on repeat. And then, of course, I started watching it, and then when it got to the episode that we will eventually review here tonight, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> it was not what I was expecting at all. But yeah, uh, DJ Tanner married her husband, Mr. Fuller, firefighter who uh, died in a fire. So that's why it's Fuller House. Right. Not because there's, there's more people more in this in house. There, yeah. yeah. Because... Their last name is Fuller. Like, I feel like that's a stretch. Why did they have to do that? That's dumb. Because they didn't want it to be like Full House 2. They wanted it to be like Fuller House. They could have they still could called, have called it Fuller House. But there needed to be a reason. Oh, fucking they, bring Rick Fuller in. That <laughs> would be a, that would be amazing. Just Rick Fuller's just sitting there with his arms crossed. That could be DJ's dead husband's brother. Rick Fuller shows up. <laughs> I, and then like his brother, Fuller from uh, uh, Home Alone, is there. And he's pissing himself because he drinks too much. <laughs> Wait. Isn't that also the kid from Step by Step? Oh no, that was Kieran Culkin. That's Kieran Culkin. All right, sorry, sorry. Well, okay. Let's before we get to Fuller House, let's go how we watched it. Let's go back to how we watched, we watched it. it chronologically. Yes. So, um, we'll let's see where are we going back. Let's let's start with uh, back to 1994. What a great year. I love our flashback <laughs> using the spin doctor. Oh, we're going to use the same song every time. Um, yes. To be specific, this episode aired on February 18th, 1994. Just to put it into perspective of where we were you know, at that time. How old are you guys? 94. I was 12. 12? Yeah. I was three. 
All right. In February. This is a month after the 1994 Royal Rumble. Ooh. Where a man made in the uh, USA, in the Lex Luger. You guys, ships in the night passed each other. Good old mm-hmm. Providence Civic Center. Yeah. Before it was called the Dunkin' Donuts Center. And so that means that we were in the lead up to WrestleMania 10. The Bushwhackers still uh, under contract to the World they Wrestling there. Federation. They were there until like mid-96. Yeah. Like it was weird. Yeah. They, they didn't get used much no, on they, TV. They got a fucking kangaroo mascot. And they had new music, like like a new updated music at the later run. And yeah, outfits, it, it too, had, right? Yeah, they uh, had like a green outfit. It was like overalls. Which they used, I'm pretty sure, at WrestleMania X7. That's true. In the future. They were like brown? It was, uh, well, that was their, that was a different outfit they had. They made it for their, um, they, they were like the boys from Down Under. There was like their non-equivalent names. Like, oh. did, did you collect the Hasbro figures of the Bushwhackers? Yes. Yeah, they had the, the variant. Yeah, they had the, the var- Yeah, I had right. both versions. And the uh, the entrance music they had the variant was like them just talking over the beginning. They're like, oh, yeah. where's your mother? And it had a little beat to it. Yeah. Instead of what the original one was. And they had a kangaroo mascot guy. Yes. Was he in an outfit? Yeah. Oh, was okay. it a real kangaroo? <laughs> no, they no. could not get the they could not get the real kangaroo. That'd be awesome. awesome. Um this was episode uh episode 18 of season 5. And I feel like with some of the you know, do you, Jake, do you remember what season the Mama's Family episode was? Because you had that long I family tree. It was season 5. Four? Yeah, I feel like once you get to season four or season five, they're like starting to run out of ideas. Yeah. Like, let's just fucking do the wrestling let's episode. Let's go through the book of tropes. We got the wrestling episode to go Yeah, with. Mama's Family had already done Family Feud, which they checked that one off. Right. And, uh, but, yeah, the... This was the Psycho Twins. That they, was the episode title. They really fucking... Um, they were already going wacky with fucking Urkel. Right oh, by season five, absolutely. He's like, "Hey, oh, hey, Winslow's." They were full Urkel at this point. And yes. he came. Um, okay, so we meet. We see when Carl, well, no, Waldo and Eddie are Waldo reading magazines, Eddie. wrestling magazines. Uh, Waldo, you can see on the back cover of his is a advertisement for the uh, NES or the SNES version of Royal Rumble. Yes, and then you had. Eddie reading one, which had Crush on. It was an cover. actual WWF magazine, but then when they did the insert shot to show the back page, it was like one of those old, like cheesy wrestling magazines, like the the splash yes. page of like the title, like the Psycho Twins. I actually have that magazine in my house somewhere. I'll have to dig it out. Um, I, I Jake, you me. you've shown me many a video of Family Matters, uh, and then I'm thinking specifically of the episode of where uh, Laura gets drunk. Yes. And uh, Urkel gets drunk, Urkel rather. Gets drunk. And he taught everybody the Urkel, the Urkel, Urkel dance. Yeah. But Waldo was a villain in that episode. Waldo was a bad guy. He was one of the bad kids. Well, he was, like, older. But he was... But- he basically, that was one of his first appearances. He hadn't yet just, become the silly friend yet. In the cast. Right. Like, uh, yeah, uh, he was the guy that had all the alcohol supplied to the yes, teens. Yes, He had a jacket full because his dad was a stewardess. <laughs> right, yes. Um, I really enjoyed that they, like, good for Waldo for turning out, like, a one-off guest appearance and, like, I'm going to get on this goddamn show. Well, it's very out, much like Urkel. Well, we find out that not only is uh, Waldo's dad a stewardess, but his mom was a former wrestler. Wrestler. She never made it to the big <laughs> league. Yeah. 
Um, so he must have, his parents have, must have never been home. Waldo is... Which is why he was such a bad kid right. early on. Mm. But luckily, with Carl and Harriet being there as, like, kind of, like, mm-hmm. like uh, surrogate family sur- members. Thank you. Surrogate family members. Family matters. <laughs> I feel like we'd be remiss if we weren't to mention that this show is actually a spinoff television show. Correct. It was a spinoff of Perfect Strangers. Yeah, that was starring you two, right? Yes, yeah, starring yeah. me and Mike Payne. Well, well, call me green and call me Gumby. <laughs> was it, um, you guys are so happy. You do the Dance of Joy. <laughs> da, 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 We're doing the da, Dance da, of Joy da, right da. now. Hey. We're actually doing the Urkel dance. <laughs> I believe that Harriet was like a was an elevator operator or something mm-hmm. on Perfect Strangers yep. along those lines. Um, also, so this was season five. Um, Family Matters went nine seasons in total. So they, they, even though you thought their creative well had dried out in five, they went on for another four they years. They still had Stefan to go. Oh, my God. So Robot Urkel. They had, oh, they had snooze juice in this episode. Oh, And yeah. they went fucking four more seasons? Yes. Jeez Louise. But like Whoa. I said, we're, we're, we're scratching the surface because you had mentioned Stefan. Stefan was a couple of one-off appearances. In the later seasons, there was an entire arc where Stefan took over. Yes. Yeah, I remember and that. And then they split like the machine, two in, right? into two people. Yeah. yeah. And then Laura had to choose between Stefan and Steve. Who'd she choose? I'm not going to tell you that. you got to watch. Spoiler alert. Because I know our good friends Buddy Christ and Tim Lennox want to plan their Family Matters podcast. Yeah, that's coming out soon. Uh, yeah, just all right. keep, uh, keep your up, eye open the three way podcast uh, network. On our network. <laughs> <laughs> you, um, and then you had like the Stevel episodes where yep. he had his puppet that came to life on Halloween. Oh I always think about Robot Urkel. That's like one of the things. That was a good one. Like, I feel like it's like. Who's, who's the female Urkel? Oh, Myra? Oh, right. Myra. Myra. Wow. She was the fucking yeah. girl. And she liked Urkel, right? She, they Urkel. were together. They were together for a couple Urkel of seasons. He's like, no, because Laura was her, her, his boo. But then, no, he always. He, Laura was the unrequited. But, like, finally, Laura put it like straight to him, like, we're not going to be together. And so he decided to start dating Myra. And they dated for, like, a couple seasons. And then. himself. <laughs> Um, she left him for Stefan. I think so that might have been what ended up. I, I don't want to get into the spoilers <laughs> of it, but Family Matters is that show. Instead of jumping the shark, they jumped 12 sharks. <laughs> in a they, row. Yeah. Like they, God. They had, there was no storyline you could put out there that was like, nah, I'm not doing that. They were like, let's do it. Hold my beer. Let's do this. They just like. like they were going back in time. Yes. And Urkel was like too old to be being Urkel. Like he was like 24. He's like, hey, everyone. They're like, yeah, dude. You're he's still doing his laugh with the snort. Like, yeah. It's like, all right. It yeah. was cute when you were little. You know. But you, you're a grown man right you, now. You know you did that. I mean. You fucking know you did that. Oh, yeah. Stop of course. asking. You know you did it. Yeah. I mean. Urkel, like he's when he got that role, he was just supposed to be the wacky next door neighbor. They didn't expect the him Waldo. to be as popular as he was going to become, and really that changed the entire dyna- dynamic because Harriet on Perfect Stranger, there's a nice uh, family in Chicago, an urban family living there, showing mm-hmm. <laughs> just throwing bottles <laughs> everywhere. Um, also, I just found out Carl Winslow, um, the ca- the man that plays the character. It's never been to Chicago in his life. Really? Yeah. Not um, once. I love the head canon. Uh, those that had watched Die Hard and uh, Reginald Vell Johnson was a character in that movie playing a police officer in L.A. And the story goes is that he was actually playing Carl Winslow. 
in Die Hard. I like that. Fantastic. Yes. There's also a very dark storyline in that where it talks about how he killed a kid, which brought him to get off uh, active police duty, and he was just sitting at a desk. It was an accident. It was an accident. He had a toy gun, and then Carl shot him. Fuck Die Hard. There, I said it. No. You'd never even watch Die Hard. Yeah, so what? It's not a Christmas movie. Fuck it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you think it's your, if if you say Die Hard's your favorite fucking Christmas movie, it's my second favorite. Just if you say it's your, it's, if you say it's like your favorite Christmas movie, just stop it. It's my second favorite. Just fucking stop it. It's my second favorite. Yeah. What? Everything else is tied for first. <laughs> <laughs> so wow. snooze juice. Snooze. All right. Well. So okay. So the they're they're reading the magazines. Carl comes in with his big sandwich, sits right between Eddie and. Eddie and Waldo. Hey, boys, let's watch the tube. And then they both take his sandwich. Yeah, they both snag a half of his sandwich. Um, which he would never... Well, yeah, he would never let that happen. No, he'd shoot them. Yes, they'd be dead. Um, at that point, uh, Carl gets a, a quick look at the magazine and immediately recognizes his old high school friend, Leroy. Through a uh, Vader-esque mask. And Carl just, like... They basically, like, oh, why don't you go see him? Like, maybe I will. He happens to be wrestling tonight in Chicago. Oh, what are the odds? <laughs> WrestleRama. WrestleRama. WrestleRama, baby. And uh, this Carl- is WrestleRama 1, so it was a big, yeah, uh, yeah, big risk deal. for them. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big risk booking the main event as the Bushwhackers for your first WrestleRama. Because despite them re- clearly reading a WWF magazine, this is the Federation of Worldwide Wrestling is the company that they compete in at WrestleRama. Yeah, but they just subletted the uh, Psycho Twins from... So they, just, oh. they just reversed the old WWWF. Yes. But you know the writers were in the room, they were like high-fiving over that one? Like, Nailed it. Crack the code, boys. Um, so they head down to WrestleRama, which, you know, it's... it's Unbelievably just, easy to get into. They're like, pra- they just waltz right in. They're, and it's like, not showtime. The tickets are... are it's hours before Bell. They're like practicing, rehearsing. They're, they're taking pictures. Pictures, like, yeah. For the fucking... For like, no one has a problem with it though. Not one person stops him. Nope, he's a cop though. And then well, Leroy immediately recognizes right. his old friend from high school, Carl. Jumps out, jumps to fucking jump out of the he ring. Was this man so spry. He was like probably three hundred pounds, and just dove over the top rope like over it was nothing. Uh, also, I do apologize. Uh, the character's name was Lyle, not Leroy. Oh, sorry, That's Lyle. Racist. <laughs> sorry, Lyle. But his racist. actual the actor's name was Lydell. So oh. It They're doesn't excuse anything. No, I don't no. think that makes anything any difference. Lyle, Lydell, and Leroy. Not the same. Mm, agree to disagree. <laughs> anyway, after the tremendous dive out of the ring, they reminisce about the old days. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it starts talking about a girl they hooked up with back in high school. They the were the traitor. <laughs> well, but then Carl cuts them off, and Eddie's so disappointed. He's like, oh, man, I wish I could hear the rest of that story. Man, I wish I could hear my dad run a midnight train to Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> Her name was Georgia. <laughs> now, is that racist? I, mean, I think you just made it racist. By bringing it. No. By calling it racist? Yeah. Nah. Midnight Train yeah. to Georgia is a great song. Sure is. Is it just a coincidence that uh, Lyle and his partner, the Psycho Twins, have the same body shape and appearance of Steve and Carl? 
Well, just the, a coincidence. The Carl one makes sense. I feel like whoever had the body type of the other one was going in. Was it going to be Waldo? <laughs> yeah. Was it going to be Eddie? Was it going to be Steve? Well, it's a good thing the uh, Steve kind of dragged himself down there. He wanted to tell the boys all about his snooze juice that he created from uh, herbal supplements. Mm-hmm. All natural. All natural. Yeah, you know. He needed to make that clear with the steroids. Nineteen ninety four. He needed to be very clear. It's, it was just natural ingredients. So. um... The Psycho Twins being total fucking idiots just guzzle down a bottle they've never seen before. Well, yeah, so Carl kind of, uh, you know, he he worms his way to get front row seats to mm-hmm. WrestleRama tonight, and then they kind of decide to go get some food. Well, they didn't worm uh, Waldo asked him to sign his boxers, and he offered him, a sp- like, front row tickets. I wish Carl had offered to get his underwear signed, but it was dem- denim underwear, just like the rest <laughs> of his outfit. <laughs> He's wearing full Canadian tuxedo. Full Canadian. With leather patches on his elbow, like a ranch <laughs> professor. President of CEO of Levi Strauss <laughs> Company. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, they decide to go get some food before the show, hours before, and then Steve just leaves his snooze juice in the ring. Like, it's not even on the apron. It's in the well, ring. It also just happens to be in, like, a sports bottle. Yes. Right. A, yeah, it was very 90s. Steve would have never have bought a sports bottle. In no. The- Should have been, like, a beaker. beaker. Yeah, exactly. There you go. There we go. Um, flash forward to... Uh, the, the big show, the big match. Well, yeah. The crowd outside is huge, and then when you get inside, it's probably a good 30, 40 people in there. Yeah, it's a hot 30. They're hot 40. 30. <laughs> <laughs> we um, see uh, the referee is the prom- oh, is yeah. Judo Jean LaBelle. But before we get there, the promoter's coming out, freaking out, just like storming back and forth from the set. What are we going to do? And they, you know, it's all subtext where it's like, they they drank it all, and then they fell asleep, and the pig was sucking his thumb. You wouldn't believe it. So How long are we going to be out for? Here's the thing. This promoter, who has no idea that Steve is basically a scientist, a mad scientist, he, he, does not, he is a wizard. <laughs> he's he a wizard. magic. Yes. And he does not bat an eyelash at this snooze juice that will put this guy out for days. Nope. Like, he's just like, well, how long are they going to be out for? Till Thursday. My man! Not that you've created this magical elixir. Yeah, yeah. How are these people going to eat <laughs> and sustain? <laughs> like if this match doesn't happen, he's going to get sued, yeah. and then he's going to sue the, the fucking Winslow. And I don't think he has much of a case. No. Because they drank it on their own. Uh, WrestleRama, card subject to change. Like, That's what the true. fuck? That's true. Um, referee Judo Gene LaBelle, one Jean of the biggest badasses. LaBelle. In the history of uh, badasses. I mean, there's a lot of badasses in this when the Bushwhackers come out. The Sheep Herders, man, they had some fucking bloody fucking feuds back in the day. Gene LaBelle is, um, he fought in the very first mixed martial arts fight as a judo fighter fought against a boxer before anyone really knew what they were doing. The boxer, like, had, like, very light gloves on, and like, they didn't know what they were doing. But he, uh, he won that, choked the guy out, started a goddamn riot. And uh, I, he was one of the biggest influences on Ronda Rousey. Like, well, that's why I think this—the uh, ending of this episode was a homage to LaBelle with their riot at the end of the show. Yeah, right. They didn't. Well, also because the writers had no idea how to end the episode, so they were just <laughs> like a riot. 
Why do I you am. think? Why do you think they'd get somebody like a Gene LaBelle and then like the, they get the Bushwhackers? Well, the Bushwhackers it was because they had the license for the WWF, so they they were able to but get. Like, where, whose idea was it to get Gene LaBelle? Well, we Gene, gotta get this fucking. Well, Gene LaBelle is actually a fucking very famous uh, stunt stuntman and organ stunt organizer in Hollywood. And um, as we go on, we're going to see a lot of Gene LaBelle as a referee. As a, we're going to see a lot of Gene LaBelle. I'm okay he, with that. He's a very uh, he's a Hollywood guy. He's been in a ton of things. He's done so much, and uh, he's and he's never the main guy. But you'll just he'll just be the guy off to the side. We've probably seen him in things. I'm sure, of it, yeah. It. Um, so basically, Carl and Steve get strong-armed into replacing the Psycho Twins in this match for the Tag Team Championship. They are the reigning champions yeah. going in against the Bushwhackers. And uh, they're freaking out. At no point has the promoter clue Like, okay, so Carl got clued in, but Steve still that? has no idea what's going on, and he's freaking the fuck out. And then finally, Carl said, no, the promoter already talked to the guys. They're going to they're gonna help him out, make him look good. Well... They're brought out to the ring. Yes, in, like Sabu. Yeah, like they've got the full, um, full vest on, straight jacket, straight jacket. They're on the like the gurney, the dolly, the, the dolly with their nurses, and they have two nurses wheel them to the ring. Va 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 boom. And said, "If you win tonight, you'll get a massage, a special massage." And they rip themselves out of their straight jackets <laughs> and start going crazy. crazy. And fucking Carl's fucking throwing shit around. He whips a chair into the ring and comes within inches of taking off fucking Butch's <laughs> head. He almost and Butch legitimately has to fucking like juke to Dodge the side. Hey. He's a pro. He knows. Yeah, he he kept his eyes open, brother. <laughs> um, there's a there's a small subplot, very small subplot in this episode where little Richie, <laughs> uh, basically lied about not doing his homework. So Harriet and and Laura have to kind of like chastise him for lying. And so later on, he's watching the wrestling on TV, and he. Uh, like, I'm watching Uncle Carl and Uncle Steve. Wrestling the Bushwhackers. Like, no, they went to the show. They're not actually wrestling. I'm s- no, it's them wrestling. And what about that physical, like, sight gag of them with the fucking towels, the laundry? Harrier comes over, looks, drops, drops the it. towels. And then Laura comes over, looks, hands it to Harriet, drops, drops the it. towels. <laughs> Great. Fantastic. I wish it was something other than laundry. Yeah, though. like something that would make some noise. Like, break a pause. Like a thud. Yeah, something. Um, well, so the Bushwhackers are taking care of them. They're, you know, letting them, making them look good. Yeah. Throwing them around. Say, hey, you're not too bad for your first time, Greeny. Couple guys off the streets. I'm going to start chopping you now. Which let's stick my thumb up your asshole. <laughs> Why don't you body slam me, squeeze, squeeze? <laughs> you want to reveal a little bit about the Bushwhackers there, Mikey? <laughs> well, the Bushwhackers are known for Rip. having fun in the ring with their opponents. They like to have fun, Maggle. Um... <laughs> They are known to maybe throw a little thumb up the asshole. Uh, when they, if you body slam them, when they post, they will post on your cock <laughs> and rub it, it as you go a down. Squeezy squeeze. A little squeezy squeeze. <laughs> you know, just having some fun. I mean, of course, Jacques Rougeau was the victim of it, mm-hmm. but we have personal experience <laughs> with friends that had have worked the bushwhackers yes. and have experienced the little shake and yeah. tug. Specifically, Luke. <laughs> yeah. Specifically, Luke. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> you think they fucked around with Carl for Reginald L. Johnson and Jaleel White during this episode? I don't think so. No, they I were think pros. pros yeah, they wouldn't want to. They they kayfabe them on the thumb of the butt. Yeah, <laughs> to the last take. <laughs> 
Um, unfortunately, you know, Luke starts commiserating with uh, Urkel there on the apron. They just walk just over in the, the other corner. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're in the neutral corner. It really is a fucking indie like... show. Guys, just shooting the shit. <laughs> hey, how's it going, brother? <laughs> I hop later. You know it. <laughs> Only place open. Rhoda, Rhoda, Rhoda. Uh, and then Urkel accidentally reveals that while he's a student, Carl is a cop. What an act! I mean, Butch act asked him what their like. What do you do for a living, brother? Oh, I'm a student. <laughs> that's your that's your Urkel. Yeah, it is, big guy. I'm gonna I knew that. Oh, that was good. Yeah, yeah, I'm a student, and uh, Carl over there is a cop. Do the laugh. All right, that's not bad. All right. B plus. Oh, I'll take that. So little do, uh, little does Urkel know that the bushwhackers actually hate cops because they arrested uh, their his their mother last night. Oh, what what happened? Oh, they finally caught her. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great joke. Great line. Fantastic. Bobby Eden line. Uh, and then they start beating the fuck out of them. Yeah. Yeah, just start, uh, just start beating the shit out of him. Carl takes the highest back Holy body drop. Holy shit! Now, is he doing his own stunt? No, not, not at all. all. I think it may have been. No, it wasn't. I respect the shit out of that. It, was, it wasn't. I love Reginald Vell Johnson, but Reginald Vell Johnson. By he's no on. Candace Cameron. Spoiler alert! Oh, that Candace Cameron Bure. Excuse me. I think it's Burr. Nope, Candace Cameron Bure. <laughs> Wearing her new hat. I think it's <laughs> Creme Brulee. Oh. oh. Oh, nice. Candace Cameron Brule. All right, let's... I'm done. Let's <laughs> <laughs> where are we at. <laughs> um, oh, so, by the way, so this, uh, this ring uh, has uh, many similarities with other rings in these episodes that yes. we will continue. Loose uh, ropes. Very loose rope. Nice loose guys, ropes sink big, ships. Nice guys, big feet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, loose ropes get Ilya mad. Oh, uh, well, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... Is that it? Is that uh, it? Well, yeah, because they had no idea how to end this episode. So finally, uh, basically, Steve gets catapulted into the crowd onto Eddie Spike and and Wild Yeah. Guy. And he's like, oh, you're doing really great, Steve. I'm like, no, we're really in trouble. And then they all rush the ring, leading to a giant riot. Yeah, everyone in the crowd just fucking rushes the ring. Gina Bell's choking everybody <laughs> out. Yeah. <laughs> and Waldo doesn't know who to fight, so he starts attacking Steve. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. Um, well, that, he, that was yeah, it was from way back with the, with the, from the party. Yeah. Trying to get back at him. <laughs> Steve almost died. He fell off a goddamn roof. And um, then... <laughs> When they get back home, they're all bandaged up and yeah, uh, the wacky like the me- like the medicine, like, everything. Just yeah. Carl's balancing that medicine uh, ball. I mean that uh, medicine packet on his head, very very well, amazingly. Yeah. And uh, Harriet comes in. Oh, you boys! Mm-hmm. They want to book you for another match. And then they're like, Oh no way! Yeah, you're gonna have to fight the nurses. <laughs> they immediately get hard and they just Rock like hard. rise up. Roll credits. <laughs> That's what it is. That's it. That's it. Roll credits. So uh, next up we have from what was this? January of ninety six. Yes. So uh, actually, yeah. So January nineteen ninety six. Just weeks before Royal Rumble ninety six. Mm-hmm. Uh, season five. Whoa. Episode thirteen. The beautiful ladies of wrestling for step by step. AKA. Blow. <laughs> so, <laughs> I I remember watching Step by Step. 
I remember going up to the TV when I was a kid when they would be good, the fucking roller coasters going up and then it goes over the edge. It was like my own personal mom ride. Yeah, you're going over the edge, chicky poo. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't remember how batshit crazy Step yes. by Step was. Step by Step had no reasoning or rhyme to anything they did. Everything was fucking the the like the one girl was making out with her boyfriend for six hours until three a.m. That's like, risque. Like that's insane. And then it wasn't even well, a place. So here's the thing. So out. basically, step All by lips. steps. For those that don't know, uh, is basically. Oh, and I also mentioned that um, the episode we watched, Family Matters, step by step, and the next episode we watched, Boy Meets World, all available on Hulu. All the seasons, all the episodes are available on Hulu. Now, um, um, was this just a vehicle to get Patrick Duffy and Suzanne Summers back on the map? Well, so I was going to say, like, Step by Step is basically an updated modern version of the Brady Bunch, taking two uh, disparate families, putting them together. Two blended families. Exactly. And, you know, it, it's definitely an updated because they went a little more risque. They're a little more, you know, sexual and a little more just overt. Yeah. With oh, what so it's called Step by Step because they're all step family? Yeah. Yes. You just figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> because Suzanne Stummers, uh, she married, um, her her maiden name was Step, but then Patrick Duffy's name was Step. Oh. Yes. Yeah, so and then they were both bi? Yes, yeah. So there was like her maiden name and she hyphenated. I like it. The Lamberts and the Fosters got together. Here's a story. Of a man named Duffy. <laughs> Who directed this episode? Yeah, there's, it's going to be very apparent why he directed this episode once we get into it. Um, I will also mention that step by step, this was season five. They went seven seasons, so they went two more years after this one. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was just a vehicle for Suzanne Summers. Uh, Duffy was like, "Show with Suzanne, I'm in." Yeah, sell some like, thigh masters. <laughs> Remember thigh masters? Those were big. They more like fine masters with Suzanne Summers. <laughs> <laughs> We, uh, we open with fucking the juice JT Lambert. What is he just hanging out, slacking on the TV? Before we get, before we get there, we got to talk about the cold open real quick. So the cold open has uh, Mark, the loser nerdy Mark from Beethoven. Okay. And yeah, his yeah, friends yeah. hanging That's out. That's from. Yeah. Yes. His, his sister Rice. <laughs> uh, hanging out with his friends. Uh, one's a black kid. One's a fat kid. So it's just showing the. <laughs> and then there's an Asian kid in there somewhere. Fat kid. Oh, wait, that was the that was the other show. show. <laughs> um, Suzanne Summers is uh, talking to him, and he's trying to get into school, whatever. And Alex, this is Alex's only appearance in the entire episode. The tomboy girl yeah. of the family, and she uh, comes over. She's making a sandwich, and. Uh, all of a sudden, one of the kids comes in, one of the friends comes in, he goes, I got a nudie magazine. A girly magazine. A girly magazine. And like they put it right on top of the computer, the, the 1996 laptop computer that they had. Could have been downloading porn. And the kid's like, that's, not, that's a people magazine. Yeah, but it's the most beautiful people edition. And then Mark is looking at this beautiful girl in her swimsuit, and Alex walks by and she goes, that's Pamela Anderson. You'd have, have a better, better chance with Louie Anderson. <laughs> Smash the credits! <laughs> Dreams wide open, thought it all was not. Want to be the future? the cost. How would it be a second time around? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Tears ever open when the moon has come. Said my love, think I found someone. Now I'm gonna be better. 
Like, you know, Sloppy time around. And over the edge of the rolling coaster. Step by step. Day by day. day, by day. <laughs> step over. <laughs> different end to play. Deeper we roll, stronger we stay. To make it better. A second time around. Oh, robot chick. <laughs> He's doing the robot over there. Uh, so now we get to JT Dunlambert, and he's sitting there Al Bundy style, watching the hand TV, down hand down his pants, and uh, his old teacher's showing up at the house to uh, basically give a commendation to uh, Mark. To his 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 stepbrother is yeah. a great student, and JT was a horrible student. He had already graduated, and on his last day of graduation, let all the air out of her tires. Well, what is she going to do? Did, did give me give detention? detention? He's graduated. <laughs> right? Yeah. So the lady right. shows up. Can I take off your what did what did he call it? Your slip. Your wrap. Your, oh, your wrap. wrap. That's what it was. <laughs> it was a it jacket. Was a jacket. <laughs> it was just a jacket. May I take your wrap? Uh, <laughs> um. Fuck. We um. So the lady says, "JT, you have detention for letting the air out of my tires," and he goes. You can't give me detention. I'm uh, I'm graduated. And Suzanne Summers is like, yeah, but I can. You're Fuck. grounded. OJ walks and, and I, I get, get detention. detention? <laughs> oh, yeah. What a lie! Wow. So this was again January of '96. Very topical. Super top. Like <laughs> we were all blown away by that comment. If you thought that was the most topical thing in the movie or this TV show, wait until the other Lambert girl on the phone wants to change her name to Hakuna Matata. <laughs> oh, Karen Foster, though. Can we yeah. talk about her for a second? Um, yeah. Um, I, I did go ahead and I did. Yep. I have uh, her. You want to see what she looks like yep. now? Yes. Oh, I hope it's better than Angela Watson. Good old Angela Watson. Angie. Angie Angie Watts. Angie. Watson. Ang- <laughs> <laughs> A-dubs, I like to call her. A-dubs. <laughs> You like to call her that? You yeah. call her that often. Yeah. Yes. All right. I call her my little root beer. A dubs. Right. So here we have a before and current picture. <laughs> I'm sorry. I really want to see. A W. Do you think our podcast is too alienating to people? <laughs> just sitting here to make ourselves laugh. We're just sitting. We're like just. A minute of us just laughing to each other. Uh, <laughs> we sang the fucking step by step thing while I did the robot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, back to eight dubs. Eight dubs. A Watts. Friends call her Watts. Right. Um, she looks different. I don't. I mean, I think she looks the same. same. Yeah. yeah, she looks good. Yeah, yeah, she looks different. What She's the only person I ever preferred with bangs. <laughs> That's you know what I'll give you that, and I hate bangs on a woman. Uh, she was born in 1975. She was able wow. to rock. She was able to rock those bangs. She yeah. was. I do agree with that. She was also dressed like a member of the Brady Bunch. Yes, which was hot. Yeah. Like she was like Very 60s. 60s. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um. Like then, like the the teacher fucking storyline leads to him wanting to go to a private school, and all that shit. You know the blonde kid from a. Um, you guys ever see the Huntsman Winter's War? <laughs> no. 
no. There's a scene no. where the um, where Snow White's behind this giant glass or this giant ice wall, and he starts punching the wall. Oh God! All right, thank it? you. You brought us back. He Jake. does not get through it, Mike. Oh. Thank you for asking. <laughs> That. Yeah, I'm interested now. Oh, no, I'm not a day <laughs> by day. day. <laughs> um, so we eventually get to Patrick Duffy. And oh she, yes. So <laughs> and JT bursting into the building. All oh, right. Because yeah. Hakuna Matana was on the phone, oh, yeah, and they she, needed to use the phone. Well, she was going to change her name, as we mentioned before. And look, it already has a song. That's yeah, true. She'd have a song named after she was her. In a, this is a very important phone call she was on. I'd yeah. make a song up for her anyway, though. Karen Foster. She's a... Dubs. <laughs> I love that uh, Karen Foster band, Foster the People. <laughs> All right, there we go. Yeah. I like it. There we go. Um, basically, um, they have to be the 57th caller. Yeah, and they get through right away. First time they call. It never fucking happens. We're number 57! Also, by season five, man, Patrick Duffy's looking old. Like, the grays, and like, he's just, like... Yeah. He's really showing his age. Not quite like You're the showing Dal- his legs, too. <laughs> <laughs> showing those gams. Mm, those gam gams. <laughs> <laughs> those stems. Um, so basically, this they have to go on this radio show. They immediately be they they call the one time. They're immediately fifty seventh caller. They but get they to have, go down to this they, bar. Will you do anything to win Super Bowl yes. tickets? Yes, anything. Will you do anything to win Super Bowl tickets? Well, NBC. Yes, and then radio host Mike Pave is down there at the at the bar. Yeah, at they have to Joe's. Like cheerleaders. At Joe's, which did we determine was the old uh, the the origin of Slammed? Yeah, because Pro TWT All Star oh, yeah, alumni Slammer Sasha Mitchell. Sasha fucking Mitchell. I'm gonna tell you, if I had one disappointment by this batshit fucking crazy episode, was it him? Well, that he wasn't involved in the wrestling. Yeah, like I think Cody should have been in there, like in it. Um. Also, to bring a f- full circle connection. Uh, assault and Battery, the two women wrestlers who JT and Patrick Duffy are going to have to wrestle dressed as cheerleaders, have also appeared on Three-Way Theater before. Mm. We have Charlie Haynes, who appeared in Grunt, the wrestling movie. Awesome. <laughs> but she was, uh, her wrestling name was Salt, so I feel like she should have been Assault. Yeah. Is that why you kept on asking who was Assault and who was Battery? Yeah. But the real assault was a woman named Spice Williams. However, you may recognize her as Dee Dee, Naomi's friend from Mama's Family, oh. who is a professional wrestler as one she of the queen look, bees. You know what? She looks so much like Britannica. Okay, I can and see I was that. I kept on looking at him like, oh, is she the inspiration for Britannica from? So Glow? were they from from yes. Glow? Yeah, that's why they called it Blow. Yes, Charlie Haynes was Spice Williams was just a stunt, stunt woman, woman who played wrestlers. Okay, yeah. But it was definitely inspired by Glow. The entire episode was yes. kind of uh, inspired by that. And now, this took place in 96, so Glow was already well done yeah. by that point, right? Yes, yes. Um, now, when we talk about, like, man, there was a gross misunderstanding of how wrestling works in this episode. Yeah. So they reveal behind, so basically, JT and Patrick Duffy show up dressed as cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. And they think that's all they have to do to, to win the tickets, but no, no, no. Come wait, on, Fred. They didn't read the contract. <laughs> and they found Why out. Why does anyone read the goddamn contract? Read the contract, people. Read it. Hire someone to read it. If you don't want to do it, somebody will. Well, it, it's, it's revealed that they have to survive 
10 rounds. 10 rounds. With assault and battery. With a point system as well. Now, what do the fucking points matter if all they have to do is survive? I don't think they do matter. They're just running up the score on them. Um, <laughs> uh, also, the ring is hiding behind a giant curtain in the bar. Didn't well, even see that coming. Well, the, the, the lady who got pushes the button and the curtain opens up and they're just in the ring. Uh, uh, this bar. Eh? They're just awkwardly standing there like uh, Steve Williams and Terry Gordy at Beach Blast 92. What bar is this so we can run there? What bar is oh, this? Oh, that's not our gimmick. Dave's. Oh. oh. It was Dave's point. It was Dave's bar. It was Dave's bar. Yeah. That's true. Good point. Good point, <laughs> Lumberjake. <laughs> Let's go to the five-star reviews of this episode. <laughs> Oh, is that also not a? That's also that's, not that's, a gimmick. That's all. Yeah, that's the other gimmick. So they beat. And up. There were no five star reviews of this episode. So they just kicked the shit out of them, and that's it. That's yeah. And this is where I determined why Patrick Duffy chose to direct this episode to be manhandled by the blow. Yeah, I, uh, very smart dealings by Patrick Duffy. But if I was him, I would have made Suzanne Summers a wrestler. Oh, that's yeah. P- made her Betty Gilpin. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm, I like that. I like that. She so was they, the, uh, she was the best. She was the, um, she was the Ameri- all American lady from why you Liberty like Bell. Shawn Michaels. <laughs> yeah, and why do you have doing? that? Why do you have that championship belt around your crotch? Yeah. <laughs> Not wearing anything else. Ugh, put some clothes You're on. So sexy, You're the one that put the belt on me. You're so sexy, Lumby. <laughs> Sexties. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> So basically, a bunch of stunt doubles get their asses kicked. Are you sure uh, it was not them? Uh, well, I mean, Duffy Duffy definitely looked like he was getting beat up a little bit there, but I don't think uh, the kid Brandon Call that plays JT. Yeah, Brandon Call. I don't Jack. think he. <laughs> I don't think he was uh, getting his beat up like really beat up. Every time a scene happened where he was like in the airplane spin, everything else, it was clearly like the wig was pulled down so you couldn't see their face. Yeah. Uh, Duffy was definitely getting his ass kicked though. He was all about that. He's like, I'll do my own stunts, brother. Duffy, <laughs> the Duff Master. Um, basically, they finally give up. They finally just can't deal anymore. They're just like, yeah, we, we're done. We, uh, in the t- we concede. Duffy's tied up in the the very loose ropes that he could easily get out of. <laughs> and uh, the radio host comes in the ring and basically lets him know that you won the tickets anyway. Yeah. yeah. But you can fight them for the full accommodations, hotel, and airfare. No. Oh, just kidding. That's all paid for. Yeah. yeah. Like, Wow, what great luck they had. Yeah. And that's pretty much the end of the episode. That's like, it. There's... Dreams wide open. <laughs> Thought that all was lost. Um, there was the, the weird subplot with Mark in, in school, but no one really gives a fuck about that. There's also the weird subplot of Cousin Cody and his <laughs> um, yes. edible clothing. It's fucking, all this happens in a day. Fucking Mark gets a C. Studies to a new school. Studies too long. Gets a C. You said that. So he goes to a new school, gets a C on the test. Studies too late study. for one night, and Suzanne Summer said, you're out of that school. Also, she was breastfeeding to a possible six-year-old girl. Yes. And her... <laughs> I, I don't even know. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then Cousin Cody had this gimmick where he had he was putting clothes on so he wouldn't have to pack food for when he went camping. This is in the middle of winter, mind yes. you. Potato skin vests. Potato skin vest. He had a fucking like a, like uh, a cantaloupe uh, hat. Turkey, turkey, turkey leggy boots. Beef, tur- beef jer- turkey, turkey jerky, turkey jerky boots. boots. Uh, sausage belt. Yep. yep. A good thing I was Canadian bacon underwear. Cha was his. Cha was his thing, and he lived out in a van in the driveway. 
His name was Sasha. Sasha Mitchell, the slammer, the man. Slammer. Uh, I really wish he had. I I wish it would have kind of veered to having him show up as like the partner for them in the match. Like I just wish they would have got Sasha Mitchell. You just want to fucking complete this fucking I timeline. Do. I do. Where he showed up and hit a spin kick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> slammer loves you. I don't love him. <laughs> I love you too, Slammer. I don't. I don't love him. <laughs> All right. Um. So, I mean, do you guys have anything else to add about no. this episode? Uh. Yeah. The next thing is Boy Meets World. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we go. We now jump ahead to um. November? This is very very specific. November 1996 for uh season four, episode nine. 16 candles and 400 pound men. Again, another episode where in season four or five, they're going for the wrestling episode. Also, I wonder if they meant four 100 pound men or do they mean a 400 pound man? <laughs> this is actually uh, Vader's, huh. this is Vader's <laughs> second appearance on Boy Meets World. Yes. The first appearance would have been the Thrilla in Phila, where it was about 1994, 1995. 94. It was 94. And he was WCW United States champion at the time. And he played Frankie Stockino's dad, which ended up Leslie. Making a, yes, Leslie Stockino. And uh, the, sub, the, the story involves Corey joining the wrestling team and then Joey... Harley and Frankie Stacchino's little lackey wanted to take his spot as the the lightweight. I right. think it's pretty cool that he was able to continue on the show through WCW and WWF. Yeah, that was cool. Um, also, Frankie is another one like Waldo, who started as a villain, as a heel, a bully, That's right? And yeah. kind of worked his way into being like they one actually, of the major characters. They gave him a like a like a deeper like character. Well, because cool. by this time, now into season four, Frankie's a poet and he's a very emotional man that just wants to connect with his dad. Um, the reason I wanted to bring up that it was in November of '96 because the plot of this episode is about Vader wrestling Jake the Snake Roberts. To get a shot at Shawn Michaels Heavyweight Championship at Madison Square Garden, MSG, which was originally the plan for Survivor Series '96 of Vader versus Shawn wow. Michaels before Sid took the spot at yeah, Madison um, Square Garden. Uh, Vader was supposed to beat Psycho Sid at Buried Alive and then win a title shot at Madison Square wow. Garden. So this episode was supposed to build to Survivor Series '96. <laughs> Um, unfortunately, after the SummerSlam encounter between HBK and Vader, uh, basically Vader's push got killed. Yeah, Ixnay. And that pretty much killed his WWF career. Yeah. Like, if, it really... If Sean doesn't want to work you and he was, like, the guy, then what are, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Also, like, at that point, you brought Vader in to kind of be that guy in 96. He was steamrolling people and left and right. Yeah, bring him in as the guy that puts his tights on backwards. <laughs> you make that mistake once, twice, 33 times. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I just thought that was really interesting that the plot of this episode was to build to the Survivor Series. Yeah. But because this was filmed like back in like July, they you know wow plans change. Yeah, plans change. Cards subject to change, motherfuckers. Little Jake watching this actually hated Corey and Sean that were helping beat up Jake the Snake Roberts. Well, because you're a big Jake the Snake fan. Yeah. I also Some love see Lil Jake watching this. L I L apostrophe Jake. Just... I mean, you were what sixteen? When did this come out? 96. I was six. Oh. Plus 10 years yeah, before Mike Pavo. I, I was five. That's little Jake right there. <laughs> that's... Yeah, my dad always used to make the joke when Jake was little. Well, he was never little. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically. Um, my dad used to make the same joke. He used to say, when Mike was little, well, he was always little. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 
JC's why he's like, when JC was diabetic, well, he was always diabetic. It's not true. I wasn't a diabetic until I was nine. Yeah, you were, but you just weren't like a practicing Diagnosed. diabetic. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. not true at all. You guys don't know anything about diabetes. <laughs> I know it works. I have no idea. You, You're like, yeah. oh, I'm JC. I'm peeing all the time. My I mean, constant urination tipped my mom off that I had some sort of problem. No, that actually is true. That was true. Yeah. If I cut myself, I'm going to ruin the boys' good field trip no, and die. No, no, no. That's, that's fake news and propaganda propagated by royalty Rui Batello <laughs> and ruining our Boy Scout camping trips because, oh, we don't want that guy to be there. If he cuts himself and bleeds, he dies. Not a fucking hemophiliac. I'm a diabetic, you moron. God <laughs> damn it. He thought you were a homophiliac? <laughs> that's all right because I called him JP Jurassic Pork, motherfucker. <laughs> and now you guys are best friends. Yeah. Good oh. friends, better enemies. Oh. Yeah. It's like that story arc where he's the villain at first and then he becomes the friends in the end. Yeah, he's yeah. a nice guy, big feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into this episode. Let's do it. Um, so basically, Frankie and Sean and Corey kind of make a deal with each other, right? You know, basically... Sex pact. <laughs> we'll all get laid before <laughs> Topanga's 16th birthday. <laughs> Wait, that's tonight. What? <laughs> um, basically, they will help... Frankie uh, connect with his lo- lost love. Yes. If they, uh, if he helps them with poetry, and they're all like, "Well, what? Who could it be? What girl? Who is want to fuck Frankie? <laughs> Tell me. Fuck Frankie. Is it primetime Amy Lee? <laughs> <laughs> is it Sandy Star? <laughs> is it that girl from the Butterfly Effect? Is that girl with butterfly jeans? Was he in the butterfly effect? He, he wasn't in the butterfly effect. He legitimately says Amy Lee, and all I could think of was primetime Amy Lee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, who wants to get with me? Put your horns! Shout out to primetime Amy Lee. Yeah, you watch, long time listener, first time caller. Oh, Corey's like, Francis Albert Stockino. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> they head over to uh, the the house of Frankie. Yeah, the trailer. The trailer is it a trailer? I, I just thought so. it was kind of just like a, it's a pretty roomy trailer. Yeah, it's a very roomy. I trailer. don't know. He uh, seems small. Vader was able to move around pretty yeah. good in there. V- Vader they and Melvin. Room. Yeah, double wide. Yeah, Vader's a double wide. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Vader and his other son, his youngest son, Melvin uh-huh. Stakino. Uh, <laughs> That was a kiss cute. Yeah, it was fairly cute. Corey's like, that's so adorable. (laughs) But uh, uh, Corey immediately recognizes that the love that Frankie is uh, talking about is actually for his father. Yes. The love of his father. You know, he wants that connection with his dad. And uh, it's a real sweet little... Initially, Vader doesn't like Corey because he recognizes him from his poetry class. He recognizes him from the last time they, they competed at the season right two, uh, two episode. Yes. But then, when Corey reveals that he's a pro wrestling fan and watches all of Vader's matches... I let you powerbomb Psycho Sid through the ring. That was great. Yeah, that was true. Yeah, that was supposed to happen at Buried Alive and didn't happen. Wait, that would have been lined up. I don't. I'm just saying that it was, awesome that it was supposed to be Vader versus Sid at Buried Alive, and that was going to give Vader his title shot. That would have been amazing. So they were actually referencing a storyline that never played out Holy in WWE. Shit. So instead of just, it just seems like bad writing where they're just but throwing no. random shit in. They wanted it to make but nope, sense. They were they were trying to tie it to the WWF wow. product, and um, Vader immediately loves him. All of a sudden, yeah. now he's like, oh, why you're great. You should be more like him, Frankie. 
And uh, basically, you know, Vader's upset that Frankie has no interest in becoming a pro wrestler. He doesn't know anything about wrestling. He's not like his little brother. His little brother is just like him, though. Also, he's like <laughs> he's like a mix between Frankie and Vader, where he talks very eloquently and well, but he's also like he works out with his dad and he barks. Woof, 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 woof. <laughs> Vader's legitimate. He's not going woof, woof, woof. He's going woof, woof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, Vader never really did that. No. He should have posed with his arms out and whistled for himself. They call him the Big Dog. Big Dog Butler. Um, Corey, recognizing the situation and trying to help out Frankie, gives him the advice. Tell, tell him tell him to do the Vader bomb uh, uh, faster. He's doing it too slow. Dad, I think you're doing the Vader bomb too slow. <laughs> it's very robotic of you, Jake. I mean, Francis. <laughs> um, That's my middle name. <laughs> uh, Frankie gets the... Uh, is that really? Yeah. Hmm. John Francis Desmond Jr. You just revealed... Oh, man. You just revealed your government name on the podcast? Yeah. We're going to get so much hate mail. Hold for edit. I'm not editing it. He's not good. I don't know. Um, Why don't we just give out your address? Uh, 92 School Street, Pembroke, Massachusetts. 316 Oak Street, Brockton, Massachusetts. I, I'd give out your phone number, but I don't actually know. <laughs> Me neither. 7129314276. You realize he's not going to edit any of this out. That, that was my phone number when I was growing up. Oh. Oh. So, <laughs> also, other people. Yeah. A lot of people. Are we going to get in trouble for that? I yes. Think so? Yeah. If I give out someone's random house phone number that I don't know who it is now. Like right. that was my house. That was my house for number ninety six. All this episode yeah, was. was going on. This boy meets world episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll take you back. Two and three, four, two, seven, six. I was watching this on Media One. Oh, wow, Jesus! It was an early digital cable. All right, let's get back on track here. <laughs> We're way off course. Oh. oh, Jake Train. <laughs> J Train. Um. So basically, uh, Francis oh, it also, gives... It also falls on Topanga's birthday. Right. Right. Well, well Francis uh, gives the advice of the Vader bomb. Vader immediately takes to it. He loves it. Oh, boy, that's a great idea. Give me more ideas. Yeah, I knew something was wrong with the bomb. <laughs> the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if he hit that bomb a little harder, he would have got that Survivor Series title match. Maybe if he hit it a little lighter. <laughs> oh, shit. Shots fired. Vidur. Maybe if he moved out of the way when Shawn Michaels told him to, it wouldn't have been a problem. <laughs> 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 you know you're not wrong. Um, basically, you're right. I mentioned that uh, Topanga's 16th birthday is the same day as this big wrestling match yep. between Jake the Snake and Vader. And, you know, she doesn't really care, but her mom does. Right. Yeah. Except, no, she really does care. Of course care. she does. Also, how beautiful was Danielle Fischel in uh, this? I mean, she I was... I her older, but... She was... Agreed. But, but she was, like, the... To the, to the mean, kids of our like, age, like... She was the thing. Yes. Everybody talked about to no, Well, the boys had JTT. Danielle Fischel had, was mine. Okay, yeah. Like, she was like, my, like, right. oh, my God. The boys had JTT. <laughs> so, Jason's like, JTT. <laughs> oh, hello, dear. Now, here's a question. Is it weird to look back and think, like, oh, I had such a crush on Danielle Fischel when you were the same age or younger than no. her? I don't think so, but I feel like people are going to tell us that it's wrong. No, well, how that's, could it that's be? That's the question. Like, of course, like, you don't think, like, sexually about that stuff, but, like, when, uh, you, when you think about, like, yeah, when I was a kid, I used to, but, like, I was think a kid. Sexually I think about you it. can be, like, she was always, she's been my first crush. That's yeah. what a lot of boys our age would like say. She helped with puberty. She was the Kelly Kapowski of the mid-90s. Mm. 
Yeah. I would say, yeah. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong it's with a, it. She's iconic. But I do feel that in today's environment, it's you can't very... You say it. Like, you can't... Hold for edit? <laughs> <laughs> but we'll keep the phone number in. Yes. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with it personally, but I do think people have a problem with that. You can't look back on that and say, oh, yeah, she's hot. She was. She was gorgeous. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> Corey tells Frankie he can't make it to the show because he uh, has to go to Topanga's Sweet 16. And Frankie guilts him into going. Mm-hmm. And Corey's like, oh, I'll go. You know how I knew you would go? Because I need people to love me? No. Because you got a good heart. Aww. And then he goes to Topanga he's like, I know you said it wasn't really important that I come. She's like, it is important. It means the world to me. It's why I only got 116th birthday. It's like, holy Shit, this is the, this is so well written. And then he's yeah, <laughs> so relatable. Oh my and then god! He's like, "Am I your boyfriend?" And she's like, "Yes." I'm like, I'll be there. Do you, you know, know why? why? <laughs> because, because I have a big heart. No, I was gonna say because you uh, need everyone to love you. <laughs> <laughs> you to make everybody happy. Oh, it's so true. Fucking so Corey. So what is he gonna do? He's got a conundrum going on here, guys. Well, thankfully Sean has this figured out. Sean has a plan. He's not just gonna let his best friend go in there blind. He's done some homework. He's gone into the archives and he's found an old Flintstones episode <laughs> to help him along the way. You see, you see, Fred had to be both at the big water buffalo <laughs> meeting and Pebble's birthday party at the same time. Right. And, and thankfully, they watched the episode with no dialogue whatsoever, just yeah, sound effects and music. Yeah, sound effects, no dialogue. It was uh, very... Most people listen to three-way theater hoping it was like that. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, he points out the one big flaw is when Fred gets found out wearing his water buffalo hat at... The, the birthday party. Also, Sean thankfully breaks down that fourth wall when he starts explaining the times uh, Listen, difference. You, you need to spend 75 seconds there, and then you can go back. And Corey's like, yeah, but that's a condensed TV show. How, how long can I stay there in real time? It's the same thing. No, it's not. You like they only have a set amount of time, and they can go like days. In real life. They can like, go days in, in a single half an hour. It's the same thing. <laughs> Breaking down that fourth fucking you wall, right, Sean. just broke it right down. Just explained it all away. And then we get to what it would have to be, because Boy Meets World was based out of Philadelphia, right? Yes. So is that the Philadelphia Spectrum? Jake the Snake Roberts versus Vader with Brother Love as the announcer. Earl Hebner as the referee. They're at a live WWE event. And uh, Vader has his kid and his friends with him as their advisors. So, uh, how cool would it have been to be at that show, like as they were taping? Do you it think stuff? the fans would have thought that was cool? Or do you think they were like, "Well, I actually have that answer, Jason." Oh, thank you, Lumber Jake. October thirteenth, nineteen ninety-six, in front of five thousand three hundred thirty-one people at the Arrowhead Pond in Anaheim, California. Okay. Included a Brian Pillman interviewing Sonny, which led to Steve Austin coming out and stating that he will face the winner of the world title match the next time WWF comes to Anaheim. Barry Windham defeated Justin Hawk Bradshaw. Jose Lothario defeated Jim Cornette. What? Baffo! Oh, right. Vader pinned Jake Roberts with a Vader bomb. In Vader's corner for the match was Ben Savage, Ryder Strong, and Ethan Supley from Boy Meets World. Footage was shot for an episode in the series which Corey and Sean helped Frankie bond with his dad prior to the bout. Brother Love introduced Vader to the ring. Steve Austin defeated Savio Vega. Psycho Sid defeated Vader with a choke slam and leg drop. Mark Marrow pinned Hunterhurst Helmsley. The Vader had to wrestle twice? Yep. The Grim, and especially with the length of that last match, 
The Grim Twins defeated the Smoking Guns. You mean the Blue Brothers? Nope. The Grim, the Grim Twins. Twins. The, Underfa- the Undertaker defeated Mankind, and Shawn Michaels pinned Goldust with a super kick after kissing him. It's a great fucking house show. Because of problems with the top rope earlier in the evening, the bottom rope was moved and the belt was wrestled with only two ropes. Oh. See, good it's not just NCW <laughs> that has these problems, boys. Well, good thing that happened after the taping of the show. Well, yeah, appara- that was Well, apparently a big, um, there was a big issue editing around the booze and the chance of Corey sucks, Sean sucks. <laughs> told you. Told you. <laughs> the editor was... Oh, so it was in, all right. So if it's in Philly, like... Uh, no, but this was in Anaheim. Oh, okay. Yes. So, all right. But I'm just saying so in general. So, yeah. Like, wow. When, whenever they tried to film, like, I don't know. Did you guys ever watch the YouTube video? So we're going to, in September, when we have Fighting With My Family, the Page movie, yeah. they recreated the AJ Lee Page match for the Divas title at an actual right. Raw taping. And they tried to get The Rock to come out there because Rock's an executive producer on the movie. Yeah. So they got him out there to try to like pump the crowd up. He went as far as to call CM Punk on his cell phone to try to get yeah. the fans to like be positive about everything. And then when the actresses came out to do their roles for the match... Was it Paige and AJ Lee? No. no. Actresses playing Paige and playing yes. AJ Lee for the scene. And they just mercilessly booed the shit out of oh, everything. The, the fucking worst. Man. Or the best. And so the recreation <laughs> I expect no less. You guys are the best. I love so every one of you. They're trying to recreate the moves for the big finish, and so they're on the top rope, but then they have they have to go to the next shot of her on the ground. So they're getting ready to do the move, and then the director calls cut. They stop. They get down off the ropes, and then they go to lay down. The crowd starts massively <laughs> booing through the entire thing. So that's what I imagine when you have like you have Ben Savage, Ryder Strong, and even Suplex. See, I think it'd be cool. They were booing them mercilessly, and they, uh, the people, the, the editors said they weren't surprised by that. No, you shouldn't and be. They were able to edit around it. Yeah, I. <laughs> I'd love to see the like the raw footage of that. Yeah. Like to see like the cut of that. Especially them celebrating in the ring. Just boom. <laughs> boom. <laughs> boom. Um, <laughs> thanks, Professor. I was just not Brad. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um so basically uh Corey and Sean start racing back and forth between this match with Jake the Snake Roberts and the sixteen sweet sixteen party, music by Larry. For Topanga. Topanga's in a beautiful little red dress. God damn. Gosh darn. <sighs> um, so Corey is running back and forth between the two venues. What I don't get is Sean was invited to the Sweet 16. Why does he keep hiding behind the plant? Great point. <laughs> like he was genuinely invited to the party. He could be there. Yes. Like, why are you hiding? I chose. Can't answer that one for you. Because <laughs> every all the extras at the Sweet Sixteen party were booing the shit out of Ryder Strong, Ben Savage. <laughs> Ryder Strong wasn't actually there. They had to do voiceover work in post. <laughs> um, this has to be the world's fucking longest match. Yes, the you match know? goes at least what like. JC, how long does this match feel? <laughs> Conservatively, this match went forty-five minutes, right? <laughs> that's roughly like, and that's if the the Sweet Sixteen is seconds. literally right next door to the arena, right? Yeah. Yes, and the Sweet Sixteen lasted the length of the match. Yeah. Weirdly, and uh, they happen to be watching the match on the bar TV. Yeah, of course, and even after the match, like they're still showing replays of it. Like, they were showing replays of the match, like. 20 minutes after the fact. <laughs> um, basically, this back and forth starts to blow up in, in Corey's face. 
Um, he almost shows up to the Sweet 16 with his Vader mask on. Very Flintstones. Very, which Sean warned him about. He caught it, though, yeah. before. And <sighs> um, when they finally do get caught, the med- the show's over and stuff. Uh, well, well Topanga says, listen, we're ready for our dance. Like, right well, after the yeah. song, we're going to do our dance. Can we talk a little bit about the actual managerial advice uh, Corey's giving Vader? Here comes the DDT. Watch out for that. Oh, I never thought of that. I should block this. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on. Why did Vader never thought to block the DDT? Of course not. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> I just, uh, like, did you really need to be there? Could you just call him on the phone and get advice that way? Wasn't, it was, it was 1996, Jason. How was uh, Frankie Stacchino going to answer a phone call by the ring? Uh, um, let's see. Oh, fuck. Yeah. All right, fine, you got me. Is the only way. And right. then when they get back, when Topango discovers him. Topango? Yeah, Topango. Topango! <laughs> it's my long form version of bingo. Topango! <laughs> takes an eight, it takes an hour to fucking finish. <laughs> Second A! <laughs> Emma Linnea. So she goes, I, I knew what you were up to. Flintstones. Water Buffalo Pebbles birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. Also, like, they show up, you know, Corey shows about back at the at the Sweet 16. I mean, it must be an empty parking lot because no one's there. That's a ghost town there. Yeah, and he had no idea what he was doing. He's like, well, I'm here. Oh. What the fuck took him? Like, what is, was he actually flying back and forth from fucking Philly <laughs> to California? Like, Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but luckily, you know, Sean, you know, he knows how to save the day. How do you save the day? Well, because well, all he wanted... got the last dance after all. Yeah. In the ring at the WWF show. Which I thought was cool. It, it was wasn't just sweet. like a soundstage with them pretending to be in like... A, it was actually at the arena. Well, I was going to ask, was this the first like TV episode we watched that really has the full in buy-in support of the WWF? I mean... Like, the, the way that they were trying to like fill in holes is, uh, and real storylines, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I would. I would say that because while the Bushwhackers were under contract and they used the WWF magazine, like this was a first full-on like sponsored by the WWF, basically. Brother Love, Vader, Jake Roberts out of WWF. But they never said WWF. They did not. But they probably wanted like. I mean, the logo was since they didn't say WCW, they probably wanted to keep it as fresh as it could be without ever having to make it specific. Probably also avoided paying some royalties. I'd say for using the WWF name. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think this was kind of cool doing the little dance. Uh, also, with a great ending gag where, uh, well, you know, you, you had Sean and Frankie eating popcorn, kind of like you and Mikey Lumberjake, you know, eating uh, popcorn right now. Oh, it's some great Foley work. Oh, oh I got a crunch. Oh, get that out of your. Mm, it's not good. Yeah, that's right. I'm a colonel. And you just pulled Reveille. Oh, God oh, damn. No. Counselor Jake. <laughs> Counselor Jake, you're the worst. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so then we get the great ending gag where Vader wants to show him the Vader salt. Well, he's got this new movie he wants to debut. Ugh. And uh, uh, Corey, the great boyfriend that he is. So good because she's like, you know, I want to make sure that you're always going to be there. I'd never let I anything happen to you. I feel safe with you. Yeah, I feel safe with you. He's like, I'll never let anything happen to you. Move a little to the Move left. Move a little to the left. Um, Boom! I, I know you mentioned this to, to, to Pango. <laughs> Reminded you of uh, one of our friends. But I think she sounds more like um, Haley Joel Osment in Forrest Gump. Hello, Mr. Gump. <laughs> Hello, Corey. <laughs> Corey Gump. 
Well, I feel so safe with you. Watch an Ernie. Hello, Lumberjack. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... I'm Dorothy Harris. <laughs> That's my impression of his bus driver. That's nice. <laughs> Hello, Dorothy Harris. Hello, Mr. Gump. <laughs> um, but, uh, Corey tells her to move one step to the left. Yep. And, uh, misses the Vader salt. Well, he wasn't trying to hit it. He was just doing it. Yeah, well, but, he, like... He's a big dummy. He didn't know they were there. <laughs> big dummy. Big dumb dumb. <laughs> big piece of shit. Oh, jeez. Big a, fat piece of shit. It's not mine. <laughs> Wrench the face. <laughs> that was a mask versus a mask match. Here's your mask back. That being said, Vader, get well soon. I know you're in the hospital right now. Is Wish he? The best. Yeah. Car accident. <gasps> no, that's not true. He's been sick for a while. But he's in the, is he in he's the hospital? still taking yeah. burgers. Yeah, he's in the hospital right now. Really? Yeah. At air date? I mean... Also, Mike Pave is in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's future date. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be in the hospital Yeah, he's going right? to be in the someday. hospital. Yeah. yeah, someday. Not today. Maybe today. Moving on. Our final... <laughs> oh, no. Jake, put that knife down. <laughs> um, our final, final episode that we are reviewing today um, from February of 2016, Season 1, Episode 6 of the aforementioned Fuller House. I can't with this fucking show. So, people were really excited when this came out. Right? I mean, they're like, three seasons in, so this thing's a it's still going. It's a blockbuster for uh, Netflix. I will concede that the original Full House was terrible. But I'd rather watch Step by Step over and over again. I kind of loved it Step by Step. So, like, I know it was crazy, but I kind of loved it. Um, I will concede that the original Full House is terrible. This was so much worse than that. This um, was so bad. I can tell you that watching the entire first season, it's even worse than you think, Jake. Because those first couple episodes where they had the old, like, uh, Danny, Jesse, the whole old cast, except Michelle, um, they constantly broke the fourth wall. Wait, Danny and Jesse were on the first... Why they, yeah, so why weren't they in... Okay, so basically... They, they wanted to launch a launching point for them to start their own thing. Okay, so, so I, they were special so guest stars. Okay, they were okay. in like three out of the ten episodes. But then, for the third season, they just made some convoluted reason to get everybody back in so they can just... Because they all moved out of San Francisco or whatever. Hey, so, Jesse and the Rippers needs to move in the attic. Off the hair, huh? <laughs> um, but, uh... Yeah, this has uh, become a huge moneymaker for them, but that they kept on constantly breaking the fourth wall, and like basically they would do a gag, look at the camera, and like get the, like the audience reaction, like, "Huh, Michelle's in New York. Stop, look at camera," like just for like a minute, and then they would go back to their bits. Sounds awful. Like it's it's more painful than you could imagine. Mikey just loves cringy this. humor, and he loves uncomfortable stuff. I do. How not. did you feel about the Gibbler Gallop? <laughs> kind of liked it. <laughs> not gonna lie, it wasn't bad. Um. So yes, we have the grown-up DJ with her kids. Um. Basically, the grown-up Ste- DJ Stephanie. <laughs> yes. Uh, Stephanie's playing the Uncle Jesse role as the cool aunt. And Kimmy's playing the oh. Dave Coulier All right. of like the crazy wacky. But they they you know, liked right? Uncle Joey though. Yeah, but I mean, they're still playing their original character, but they're playing those those right. types, right. and uh, they basically, I mean, the barest of plots for this is basically that DJ's son is a jackass uh, <laughs> aficionado who likes doing crazy, wacky, extreme stunts. Jackass had been off the air for... This is 2016! Jackass had been off the air for like 10 years by the time those kids were born. Right. 
Like, yeah, I think Jackass the movie came out in like 2000, so this is like 16 years old. Um, basically, her youngest son rats out the oldest son. Basically, gets this kid in trouble. He can't hang out with his friend uh, Pol- Pocos. Pocos. Yeah, Polo Loco. Pop- Popco. Popcos. Popcos. Popcos the weasel. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Funko Popco. Um, the intersecting storyline has Kimmy Gibbler trying to bond with her daughter um, in trying to get her dance routine going. So the girls, she, she has friends. Yes. That, and they're practicing their dance routine. Yes. But they, they need the one big, they need this. The like, big move. Yeah, they need the, the, the big put, number. Put it over the top. The big show. So, so they asked their aunt, Kimmy. Well, they really want. Well, they really want it. the mom and Kimmy Gimbler. Yes, she kind of like just shoehorns. Like, I'll show you some moves. Well, because Kimmy Gimbler wants to be the life of the party, and she also wants to be her daughter's best friend, and she wants to be the best friend of all the girls. Like, wants to be the cool mom. Yes, wants. She gets them great leotards. Love the leotards. Like for her face on the back of it, which the girls don't care for. It was supposed to be bigger, but (laughs) listen, Mikey, you secretly loved this show, didn't you? (laughs) You're gonna go home. You're gonna log into Katie's Netflix, and you're gonna watch (laughs) binge the entire thing. I know. I know you use it too because she she let me know that she was trying to watch her episodes and she couldn't get into Netflix because Mikey was sleeping sleeping and he won't answer (laughs) and he's logged in. He's like, listen, Catherine, I'm. Sorry. <laughs> like Michael, you need to log off right now. Catherine, I'm I, sorry. I hear what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I see. <laughs> the Fuller's theme even fucking sucked. Fuller House theme even sucked. It was the uh, Vanessa Carlton version. Ew. Hey, Vanessa Carlton, you suck. Oh. I don't blame her, though. I feel like they were just trying to, like. Yeah, Vanessa Carlton, hip. your cover of this song sucks. So the rest of your stuff, I don't know. It could be all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, she ever wants to come on Best in Show. <laughs> yeah, she might. She might. You know who I wish would come on Best in Show? Uh, Jody Sweetin. Jody Sweetin. I think Jody Sweetin is the best thing about the rebooted Full House. Like Hachi Mama, <laughs> Hachi Maju, <laughs> Bazungas. <Aruga. laughs> And in case you think we're being too crass, her boobs were actually mentioned in the episode. Sure were. A couple times. <laughs> Yep. One free. By us. <laughs> <laughs> Gibbler was all in on that. She was looking at those things. Yeah. She knows. She knows. But I hear she, like, in, like, the early episodes, they're out and about. Like, she's, like, still, like, dressed like a whore, but and then they're like, hey, you should be conservative. Well, she's, like, a world-renowned DJ. She's DJ at Coachella. She's, like, she's a big superstar, so her coming so back. So silly. Amy her- Lee's like, look at the whores! <laughs> 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 oh, good old DJ. Skinny bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Amy Lee. Um, we also find out that Max, her oldest son, is a huge fan of Lucha Kaboom. Yeah, uh, which Wait, must be a take on Lucha Vavoom. It must be, but it's an awesome name. I feel like they were trying to go more Lucha Underground a little bit. I disagree. I think because okay. Lucha Vavoom's a big hit in the um, underground San Diego. Is it like, like a carnival type thing? Yeah, that's it's, what it's they. A, they it's like a mix. It's like a burlesque show, okay, wrestling. The, on the art of... of um, wrestling? Kabo- uh, Viva Kaboom, what, was, what is it? V- Lucha Kaboom. Ka- Lucha Kaboom, yeah. it was in the style, that font of like circus font. Okay. So okay. They, that's what they were definitely going for. Well, it's, a, it's popular in like the Los Angeles, in like the California subculture. It's like, okay. It's, which is where the show's Which is insane that they would have that kind of attention to detail. Yeah. 
Um, but uh, basically, Max fucks himself because Lucha Kaboom is coming to town, but he won't stop hanging out with Popkos and doing crazy jackass maneuvers, including the Mick Foley dive <laughs> off of the top of the woodshed. Uh, onto his, his little brother, brother dressed as the mattress. <laughs> yes. And um, <laughs> DJ has been tracking his phone and tracking his location, GPS style. Yes. Yo, but- your mom's a vet. She's got a dog chip in yous. <laughs> I like that Andrew Dice Clay is playing Popkos. Oh, he's got a cigarette. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> yo, Mrs. Fuller. I'll get you, Fuller, if you give me the chance. Little Miss Muffet sat on the tuffet. Oh! <laughs> Little boy blue. He needed the money. <laughs> Cut it out. <laughs> um, so basically, uh, Max cannot go to Lucha Kaboom. Everybody else gets to go, including the fucking baby. Baby. And, and DJ, who doesn't even know what it is. Yep, well, because I love the fact that this uh, episode reveals that Stephanie is a smart mark. Big wrestling fan. And she knows all about the business. She has the hookups with the promoter to get everybody into Lucha Kaboom. And also set up the dance troupe to do a performance. The middle school dance troupe. You know, there was a wacky training period where it seemed like nothing was going to come together. Nothing was going to go right. But then, uh, sure enough, they made it all the way here to the big show, Lucha Kaboom. The same arena where Family Matters took place. Mm, it's a little trite. Yeah, it seems a little bit. It's a little worn territory. <laughs> Um, all the Mexican superstars of the Los Polos Locos, who are chicken boys, crazy chickens, crazy chickens. Um, Stephanie is explaining like the the perfect smart mark, explaining everything to the storylines. She goes, "Wait, we like them? We don't? We hate them now? We like them now?" They introduced the chickens, and then they had the dance troupe dance, and then they introduced. No, but then they do a costume contest. Don't forget about the random costume contest. Like it must really be a variety show because they ain't doing any wrestling. Yeah. Um. Basically, uh, one of the girls uh, had a burrito, and one of the dancers uh, blew out her asshole. That is literally was the joke. What happened? And so she could no longer dance. So they're short one person. How are they going to do their dance routine? They, Stephanie, will you dance with us? No. Even though Stephanie, as Jake mentioned and then showed us later, is the best dancer out of everybody. Yeah, she's a fantastic dancer. Like, like as a little kid, she was a great like. But you would think, like a hip hop dancer. But you would think if that was in the canon of Full House, that they would just throw that in there. You would think so. Well, she was teaching them how to. She dance. was teaching them moves earlier in oh, the right. episode. Yeah, you're right. Um, but basically, Stephanie, you know, she's just like Uncle Jesse. She knows what she needs to do to bring mother and daughter back Let together. Let Danny have the moment. Yeah, I know. She's like, you know yeah, what? Nothing's I know- bringing DJ back to her mother. Jeez. <laughs> oh, Drunk her- driver killed her. And also, not her husband either. Yeah. High five. <laughs> Mikey, yeah! Oh, turkey! Turkey. Mikey always gets turkeyed by Lumberjig. He is a jive turkey. <laughs> Aw, shut your mouth. <laughs> Talking about shaft. Um, so we finally, when we get to the actual match, what happens is that Max has decided to trick his mom, leave his cell phone attached to Comet 2, and wear a wrestling mask to sneak into Lucha Kaboom undetected. Well, he's, he's dared by Popco to go into the ring with the mask on and pretend to be one of the wrestlers. Yes, and immediately takes up jackass. Sweet move. I'll do it. Um, unfortunately, Max is a fucking moron because despite his little brother buying a replica outfit, he immediately looks in the ring and sees the midget superstar and assumes that it is his brother. Immediately. Immediately. And so he jumps in the ring to try to make the save. And. Well, didn't he trade clubs with the brother? 
That is true. That is true. Because he recognized the club. With Stephanie's blood all over it. Yeah. Menstrual blood. (laughs) And (laughs) uh, as uh, he's tied up in the rope, uh, Max jumps in, I gotta save my brother. And he immediately gets beat up. DJ turns around. Realizes that it's her son, and they got they found a fucking stunt double. Looks no, exactly nope, nope, nope. like DJ. The Fuck stunt it. double was on set and ready to do the moves. Candace Cameron Beer Beret. Beret. <laughs> uh, she was. Uh, she basically demanded that she wanted to do all her own stunts. That's amazing, and she did. Fantastic. She did. I don't believe that she did them. She did them. It was her. They didn't do it. There was actually cuts. an article on WWE.com talking about the filming of this episode and about her doing her own stunts for the episode. Okay, fine. Book Candace Cameron Bure versus fucking Zoya the Destroyer. With Jerry O'Connell as the referee. For some reason. No. Why would WWE do an article? They were just trying to get like promoting. Because uh, it had nothing house. to do with. It had nothing to do with WWE. Wrestling. But it, yeah, it was just one of those things where I can get some mainstream attention by doing an article about this situation. Gene LaBelle's the referee. <laughs> oh, that's fucking great. Good um, for fucking good for Candice Cameron Brule. <laughs> I, I really, I really was impressed. Pushing like she's gotta be mid thirties, late forties. She's mid-30s. our age, folks. Thirty-five. Like, yeah, mid, she's, mid, she's early. She's early thirties. She's in her. Thank you, Mike Pava. She's in her early. She's middle aged and crazy. <laughs> <laughs> she's probably about 34, 35. Well, props to her. She fucking killed it. Like. When she did the Mahastri cra- uh, the cradle, yeah, blew my mind. You were like, no, she's not gonna do it. Blew my fucking mind. And then she do like the fucking what was the other thing she did that the was like, yeah, the uh, the tilt whirl uh, heads, heads. and she fucking standing, she fucking no, no, stands no, no, right fucking feet, fucking killed it, she killed it. Good for her, fucking so good. That's pretty much the episode. That's it, guys. Well, I mean, she, like, so they have to have the typical sitcom, like, talk of, oh, why, yeah. why are you so crazy, kid? Like, because my dad's dead, and he did crazy shit all the time. She goes, yeah, but your dad was a firefighter, and he's dead now. <laughs> so no, maybe. No sad music. Like, th- well, like I said, they couldn't, uh, this Awkward was season times. one, and episode six, they blew their sad music budget, so they had to, like, kind of just go with the dialogue. But now that they're like a powerhouse for Netflix, sad music all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a... Did they go to Japan in the last season? Of what? Fuller House. Oh, I just thought it was the Bad, New- Bad News Bears. Oh, yeah. Remember when in the uh, series finale? Of, yeah, so um, let's talk about that real quick. I know we mentioned it on a previous episode of Three-Way Theater. Um, but the actual series finale of Full House... WrestleMania X7. <laughs> right. Um, had a subplot about the Rush Hour Renegades, Jesse and Joey, Joey uh, basically trying out to become a new tag team. In, it was for uh, a this was the last episode of the original series. The series finale. So uh, the first parter involved Michelle falling off her horse and getting amnesia. Oh, no, was she okay? No. no. She got amnesia. She got amnesia and could not remember anything. And it was one of only like two or three episodes where both twins appeared with each other on camera at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yup. No way. The other one was when she had a Greek uh, twin, and then Papuli died. Papuli. Yeah. Papuli. Uh, his grandma or something? Yeah. yeah. And, no, the grandma was Topanga. It was the. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Papuli and Topango. I love them. <laughs> They're great. Have my kid called Mike. He's a great kid. Topango and Papuli. <laughs> um, so basically, yeah, there was that entire subplot. While while they were dealing with the fact that Michelle couldn't remember a fucking thing, uh, Jesse and Joey were trying to try out for this tag team charity tournament, and they did a dive. Off of the the balcony. Uh, the balcony of the house there. Oh, PAL style. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. They moved uh, all the couches out of the way, so they would be like trying to. They were like practicing wrestling holds and stuff, and then they finally did the big dive. But it was they just threw a dummy off the thing, and then like, and then like you see the dummy hit behind the thing, and then the guy just stands up, and, and then he got amnesia, and they couldn't remember <laughs> anything. <laughs> couldn't remember Michelle. Uh, He's like, "Where's my wife?" So I had a theory that, um, you know, the writers, they waited too long to try to do a pro wrestling episode. Despite the fact that uh, DJ's boyfriend, Steve, was an amateur wrestler, they could have easily done a storyline transitioning that. But they waited so long that when the series was brought back for Little House because the executive producer, all the regular writing staff came over, they were like, first season, we got to fucking do a wrestling episode. We're not wasting any goddamn time. And they didn't. Episode six of like ten, they were like, "Let's fucking do this." And we had to shoehorn it with that mo- the bullshit Michelle Amnesia thing. And let's just go. The only thing that would have made this better is if the Rush Hour Renegade showed up to help in the yes. finale of the match. That would have been yes. fantastic. Although I don't know if you have seen uh, current Dave Coulier, he would not have been able to get in that ring. <laughs> he's uh, is he not doing well. He let himself go a little. I mean, he's older. I mean, it's not fair to him. I'm sorry, Dave. Sick. No, he's not sick. No. He's just old and chunky. Aren't we all? Aren't we? But funky. Sweet, 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 sweet. So, um, so that's T-G-I-T-W-T. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess, hey, what did you learn? Oh, shit. You haven't done that in so long. Fuck. I feel like. <laughs> Wait, I had one and I completely forgot what it was. Yeah, it had like, something to do with like Mr. Turner or something. I was trying to remember it so shit. I could steal it. God damn it. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. You forgot Fuck. it? The trip between, I learned that the trip between Anaheim and Philadelphia <laughs> is really, like, could be 75 seconds between getting to the venues. Um, <laughs> what I learned is that uh, if I had a step family living with me, I'd want to fuck them all. And they were all seconds away from turning into one of those weird porn videos. <laughs> Like, seriously, the sexual tension amongst the cast of Step by Step was just, like... Wasn't, like, Sasha Mitchell trying to bang one of them all the time? Banged them all. <laughs> no, I mean on the show. Banged them all. <laughs> that show got weird. <laughs> Anything, I, Mikey? I, I learned that uh, after all this time, Vader was actually saying, woof, woof, woof. <laughs> woof, woof, woof. Um, so, this was fun. I'm yeah. so glad we got to go back to TV. Um, we're we're building up towards Glow season two, which Glow is coming two. this su- the summer. Um, coming up next, I can tell you for Three Way Theater, we are going to be reviewing um, the precursor to Nacho Libre. Um, it is Atomic Blue. Atomic Blue, I've never heard of it. Atomic Blue is a movie that I found on Amazon that uh, came out a couple years before Nacho Libre, and it is a Mexican import. I got it for four bucks on Amazon, right. and it is going to be awful. Atomic Blue Crush. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, They're all surfing. After you catch um, you know, this episode of Three-Way Theater, coming up, WrestleMania season, we have our big Best in Show episode where we are reviewing WrestleMania Act 7. <laughs> <laughs> WrestleMania 
X WrestleMania X7. That's what I said. With the Rias Kellen Thomas. You call him the Rias? The Rias Kellen Thomas, James Carey. (laughs) (laughs) They'll all be there. It's going to be a great episode, but, you know, if you want to go ahead and catch up on past episodes of Three-Way Theater, every episode is available on threewaytheater.com. Check us out on Podbean, iTunes, the TuneIn app. And I'll tell you what, we're getting a lot of uh, hits off of Stitcher. It's one of our new most popular platforms to get three-way theater. So if 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 you're listening on Stitcher right now, do me a favor. I know you're not going to do it, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Might as well. Rate review leave a comment leave us something to know that you are enjoying it i know 18 percent of our listeners are currently on stitcher if we get one comment i'll break an egg on mikey's head and yes that, Damn it. how did i get part yes. of this and then throw eggs at jc all right yeah. Yeah. no no uh, well you can also follow us on twitter facebook instagram tumblr all at three-way theater. That way you can kind of keep up with us. We sometimes throw up some funny pictures or, um, you know, hang in, their, hang in there, hang in there, baby. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. Uh, you know, just having some fun. Just, we have you know, our little, little joke about. Yeah. yeah. Little memes. They're Meme. pretty good. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, everyone. Um, yeah, so um, uh, I'm JC. I'm, I'm Mike L- Pava. I'm Lumberjake. Oh. <laughs> it's been three-way theater. What is wrong with us? Later. Late, later. Cha. Cha. <laughs> Can we end with pie? <laughs> no. <laughs> dream my Rogan thought that all was lost. What would be the future? Could you pay the cost? I wonder, will there ever be a second time around? Second time around